Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's take a look at this Mets team right now at 37-30 and 30 after a doubleheader split with the Atlanta Braves. There'll be plenty more doubleheaders to come, folks, if you haven't had enough of them. That's six now for the Mets, and they have another one coming up on Friday, and there's a couple of more down the line, too. So I'm sure you enjoy them, and hey, look, seven inning games, there could be worse things anyway. Uh, but the Mets are at 37-30, and 30, and it's the return of Jacob deGrom, and hopefully the return for good. And he was very good on Monday night. Five innings of scoreless ball, uh, just one hit allowed, a couple of walks, six strikeouts. Now he tuned up, and he should be ready to go from here and go much deeper into games. And boy, could the Mets use that because there's a lot of bad news coming your way uh, because of more injuries. A day doesn't go by when the Mets don't have some kind of injury, and there were quite a few of them on Monday. Um, but there is going to be good news at the end of this podcast, so stay tuned for that, okay? Uh, let's take them, I guess, in order as they came today. Robert Gesellman was placed on the injured list. He has a tear in his right lat. That's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of six to eight weeks, and that means really not throwing for six weeks at least. So when you consider that, you're going to need you know four to five weeks probably on the other side, to get the arm back up and a ramp back up, and that puts you into September. If we see Robert Gesellman again this year, I guess I'll be surprised. I'm not going to be shocked if he's back before the end of the season, but uh, I wouldn't be counting on him at this point in time. Uh, Juris Familia was next to fall. He has a right hip impingement. Uh, you can, you know, you can quibble with Familia's walks this year. His walk rate is much too high has been for a while over the last couple of seasons, and it's high this year too, but I think he's throwing the ball pretty well uh, this season. Strikeout rate is very good, and uh, you know he's managed to get a good ground ball rate as well. Uh, you're going to lose Familia as well. He's on the injured list. I don't think that will be too long after 10 days, but we'll see. Right hip impingement, hopefully he can come through that and get back into the bullpen in fairly short order. And then there's Joey Lucchese. 
Lucchese has a significant tear in the UCL ligament, obviously in his pitching elbow. He's going to need Tommy John surgery. They're getting a second opinion for him. He wants a second opinion, but trust me, it's a significant tear, and Joey Lucchese is going to be gone for the year and most of next year as well, too, with Tommy John. That's too bad. Listen, he he obviously had pitched much better of late, uh, a 1.19 ERA, obviously, over, I think, his last three or four starts. So, uh, And he was settling in as an option in the rotation. You know, he was a fifth starter. And again, the Mets are going to have to replace him in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, the right now, anyway, the options are are not exactly limitless. <laughs> we did see one tonight in Jared Eikhoff, and he was very good. He pitched four innings of scoreless ball. Uh, Eikhoff is an innings eater, and that's exactly what the Mets need right now because starting on Monday, this day, they, they have nine games in seven days, doubleheader on Monday, doubleheader on Friday, uh, and it just it doesn't let up after that. They have a makeup in against Washington. Then they have to go to Atlanta. Then they come home. Obviously, they're going to have to play the Yankees. Uh, it's you know you just keep rolling. They have an off day on Thursday, and that's the last off day they're going to have before the All Star break. So this is going to hit them pretty heavy at this point in time. And you need arms, and at the very least, you need inning eaters. And Jared Eikhoff is an inning eater. They have other possibilities. You have Nick Tropiano, who they signed. He's probably a guy you're going to see at some point in time. Thomas Sapucki is down on the farm as well. He's been up and down at AAA, but uh, that's a guy you might see. You can't have uh, Jordan Yamamoto. He's on the 60-day injured list right now. Noah Syndergaard is still a ways away. Carlos Carrasco is with the team, but you know he is still a ways away as well. So you can't look at any of those guys as being saviors right now. And you're going to need some arms in there. And we'll get to how they're going to get those arms a little bit later on. But when you take a look at the team, listen, they're getting healthier in one regard. Some of the position players are coming back. Jeff McNeil uh, came back, had a pinch hit single on the first pitch. You would expect that from McNeil. If you could place a bet that Jeff McNeil would swing at the first pitch in his first at bat in about two months, you probably win that because he did last. He did uh, on Monday night. He was uh, terrific. Uh, a line drive single in the center field. Hit some balls hard in game two. Did not have a hit, but McNeil figures that he's you know he's found a couple of things uh, in his rehab, and he went back to uh, you know looking at some film and doing some things that he was doing in 2019 when he was hitting the ball rather hard and rather well. So hopefully you get uh, that Jeff McNeil back instead of the one that was struggling. Uh, McNeil is here. Michael Conforto will follow very shortly. Brandon Nimmo probably very shortly after that. So those three are all coming back. And don't forget about J.D. Davis. He's been gone a long time, I know. And he's probably going to be the last of the four to get here. McNeil's already here. Conforto and Nimmo are coming. J.D. will come at some point in time. But, you know, you're going to get those four guys back. It's obviously going to make you a better team. You hope, anyway, is if they can assimilate into things, and uh, and then you take it from there. Uh, they may lose Jonathan VR for a little while as well, because after the game, we were told that he has right calf tightness. Uh, this is the same leg that he had the hamstring problem with. That didn't sideline him for very long, but uh, it's the same leg. I don't know if they're connected at all. Uh, probably have to find out tomorrow or the day after. We'll see if they can play it day by day with VR. But, you know, if he's going to be sidelined for a while, you're going to have to put him on the IL and uh, and search for somebody else. So 
Uh, that doesn't help as well. PR has been a terrific leadoff hitter for them. He's played very well at third base, uh, and he's been a catalyst for this team, no question. There's been a lot of catalysts, but he's been a big one. Uh, so if you lose VR for any length of time, that's obviously going to hurt. So the right calf tightness, we'll have to check on that, but uh, that's that's where you sit right now. Now, the bad part, the Mets have lost five of seven after the split with the uh, Braves on Monday. And outside of a five spot that Francisco Lindor personally uh, put up himself in the 5-1 win down in Washington in the first game of the doubleheader they had down there, the Mets now have scored a total of eight runs, eight runs in the other six games. So that's not going to cut it. All right, you just can't do that, especially with the pitching wounded the way it is. And that's, you know, taking into consideration that DeGrom and Stroman and Taiwan Walker uh, have been terrific as your top three starters for most of this season. Walker had a, a tough outing his last time out, not his, not his standard outing. Uh, but the other guys, you know, listen, have been terrific. And Walker has too. I mean, he's been a revelation for them thus far. But again, you can't count on just those three guys. Lucchese is now gone. You're going to have to fill that rotation spot. And, uh, you know, you're going to need uh, five starters as you go through here and try to get around these double headers that are coming up and the ton of games that you have in a row. So it's not going to be easy. And you've got to get the offense jump-started here. Uh, you just can't keep going along trying to win one nothing games. And that was the score in game number two, another one nothing defeat. Uh, at the hands of the Atlanta Braves. But eight runs over six games is not going to cut it for the Mets. Um, One thing that jumps out, and this is the good news anyway, Steve Cohen, who now owns the New York Mets, as you know, was down in Washington on Sunday. And, you know, Cohen jetted in to watch the game on Sunday, which ended up being a Mets loss. They dropped three or four down there. But one thing that he said jumped out at me, and – it's something that every Met fan should take to heart and really rejoice in because it's something that you never heard with the Wilpons here. <laughs> you certainly haven't heard it in a couple of years or maybe decades with the Wilpons, but Steve Cohen said something, and I'll quote it in a minute, and this should send uh, you know just joy and exultation through Mets fans' bones when, uh, you know, if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, this is quoting him now. He was asked about upgrading – Uh, the team at the trading deadline, and even about going past, you know, Major League Baseball's luxury tax threshold, which is $210 million, and the Mets are pretty close. They they still have some wiggle room there, Uh, you know, probably in the on the order of ten million or thereabouts, I think, maybe a little bit less than that. But nonetheless, you know, they're they're fairly close. But he was asked about that at the, uh, you know, is that going to impede him at all during the deadline and. This is what he had to say. This is quoting now. That's something to think about, right? Because there's a price to pay if you go over it for the following year and the year after it. We're not going over for a million, two million bucks. That's stupid, right? So if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. So we'll see. We'll see what's available. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's got to be, that's got to be music to Mets fans' ears because obviously, look, He's not going to just go over the luxury tax threshold. If they're going to pay a fine, and he doesn't care, he'll blast past it. And that's a great sign because you may have to go out there and you may have to get a stud pitcher at the deadline. 
uh, to hook up with DeGrom and Stroman and Walker. Uh, if Carrasco isn't going to be back in time, if he's not going to be the same pitcher this year, if you can't get anything out of Syndergaard, you know, they may have to go out and get get a big guy. And who that is at this point in time, hey, probably way too early to tell. But uh, that's when I heard that, I said, wow, uh, that's that's pretty impressive because, you know, that tells me that if they go over the, the luxury tax threshold, and they may very well, and I don't think that's going to, you know, stop them at all, they're going to go way over it. I mean, they at, at least you, you try to spend as little money as you possibly can and stay under the deadline, but if you have to and you have to do what it takes, then go out and do it. And that's exactly what he said. We're going to do what it takes, and it's, you know, just go, just going over a slight bit, that's stupid. You know, if you're going to pay a fine, what the heck, you might as well blow it out of the water and pay the fine for the next couple of years anyway. So that's great news for the Mets, I think, anyway, come the trading deadline time, which is, you know, all that, not all that far away, a little over a month or so at July 31st. So that, it's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, right now the Mets sit at 37-30. and 30. They still have a cushion in the, in the National League East. The couple of things that I worry about are this. Number one, I, listen, first of all, I, I still think the Mets are going to win this division. Uh, I felt this for a while. Uh, I think they're the deepest team. I think they've proven that over time here, even with all the injuries that they've had. And I haven't seen anyone really catch fire yet in this division. And there are question marks throughout this division as well. Atlanta, Washington, Philadelphia, uh, Miami's been racked by injuries. I thought they'd be a better team than what they've shown thus far. But, you know, they've been crushed by injuries. And they were, you know, a little bit depleted to begin with uh, in comparison to the other four teams in the division. But these are the things that I worry about. The series you had in Washington, that's a Nationals team that can be very dangerous, but what you didn't want to do is wake them up, and I think the Mets may have woken them up. Nothing that they did, just what Washington did during that series. You, you got Schwarberized, obviously, by Kyle Schwarber, who had home runs left and right. But here's the thing. Max Scherzer is out right now, and so is Steven Strasburg. But they're going to be back soon. Scherzer may pitch this week, I believe. Uh, I think he is that close. He was throwing a bullpen on Sunday, and they even talked about him starting on Tuesday. I don't know if he is or not, but he's very close. And Strasburg is not that far away as well. Now, they've hung around here, and they're still under 500. But at the same time, you get those two guys back. If the team starts feeling better about themselves, if Soto picks his game up, Schwarber obviously is red hot right now. Other guys start chipping in. Trey Turner's having a great year. You've got to watch out for a Nationals team. And that's one thing that I didn't want to see happen over the weekend is the Mets wake them up. And, you know, inadvertently, they did wake them up. The other thing is you can't wake Atlanta up. You know, I, you just can't wake the Braves up because they're too good. I think they're a different team this year. Their bullpen is very spotty. They're losing leads late. They didn't do that at all last year. When they had a lead after seven innings, they locked it down last year because of a great bullpen. They can't do it this year, and they almost blew the game tonight with Will Smith on the mound. They they won a one nothing game against St. Louis, the Sunday night game, on an Acuna home run. And again, Acuna hits a home run here, and they win a one nothing game as well. But they almost gave that away too. Uh, you can't let Atlanta wake up. And that's why, to me, you're going to play Atlanta here a lot. This four-game series, there's another three-game series next week. You know, the Mets have got to take, you know, at least go four and three in those seven games. Uh, at worst, three and four. 
uh, you know, you'd love to go five and two and maybe set the Braves back a little bit, but you know, at least try to keep them where they are right now and not give them any momentum and any head of steam. Uh, you got enough teams in this division who can take off. You just want to keep them dormant and quiet right now. Uh, we'll see what happens with Washington, whether they woke up after that uh, taking three or four over the weekend against the Mets, and we'll see what happens with Atlanta. But uh, the fewer teams you can wake up in this division, the better off for the Mets, simply because of all the injuries they have and how they're going to stack up down the line. We'll check back soon. Another Met podcast coming your way. See you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.